Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Pen and pat hand, 
here early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. Them lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rat tools. The bump by the latest trucks from 9 to 11. We do it in the dark like we used to do it in the park for the most part. For the very second that the show starts, you witness and compose all, think Mozart, cut. The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do to they sharp. Man, they so saw. Don't be thrown off any so Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace, peace, family, peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill, reporting live and direct. Very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Please make yourself comfortable, family. All right, welcome back to another monumental episode of KCL Radio. All right, y'all, we have a special program put together for you tonight. KTL Radio presents The Conspiracy of Credit featuring Corey Smith. If anybody caught this brother over on um, UGR TV, Brother Rich's channel, you already know, you know what I'm saying, that this brother is the truth. We want to bring some of that truth to you here tonight on KTL Radio, okay? So just give me one second. Let me open up the studio. Get the brother Red in the building. Okay. I hope everyone is in good health on this evening. I hope that your spirits are high. All right. Just give me one second. Get your studio together. Yeah. So with no further ado, family, call us from the three four seven six five zero. Peace. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours, brother Red Pill in the building, reporting live and direct. Yes, indeed. So glad to be here. Now, listen, it might get a little loud. I'm in transit. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put my phone on mute because I got a train about to pass. I know y'all don't want to hear that in your ear. But, um, yes, we're here. We are definitely in the building. Um, How's everything with you? You good? And I'm excellent, brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm experiencing a level of peace that I can only recommend to the rest of the family 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really know how to package and present it outside of just, uh, you know, telling you what it is. And, 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 you know, I'm still out here in the South. KTL is still in the ATL. I'm in the backyard right now, Atlanta, Honduras, you know, surrounded by nature. It's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? I know that all my family in the South can relate, unless you're in the bluff or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. Unless you're in Saigon, you know. But, um, yeah, for the most part, just in a, in a real peaceful state of being, man, just surrounded by wonderful people doing wonderful things. You know, the chat room is open by the way, family. Yeah, we got a flyer promoting tonight's episode. I know so many people are used to us probably broadcasting at 10 p.m. And if you are here rocking with the best, you might want to share this on your social networks. Let the people know. Tell a friend to tell a friend that, you know, we live and direct. Yeah, we're in the building. All right, signal is definitely up. All the way up. So, you know, um, Yeah, the brother's line just got compromised. He'll be calling back shortly. But, yeah, you know, family, share it on your FB. You could uh, repost it on your IG, Snapchat it, go live. You can go FB live. You can do what you do. Just let them know where you at. Let them know that we're here. we rocking out. And you definitely want to tune in for tonight's episode and this powerful information. Contained within this broadcast. Y'all, you there? Yes, sir. Yeah, but we do, we, we, we got co-hosts as well. You know what I'm saying? We're not only in this thing by ourselves. We're actually joined by our KTL ambassadors. We got KTL South ambassadors. You feel me? So let me uh open on open up the line and bring in some of our ambassadors that's in the building with us. Call it from the 704 385 and this is KTL alumni. What's, hey. what's good? What's good? What's good? <laughs> KTL in the building. Hey. Yes, indeed. No. <laughs> what's going on, baby? Man, introduce yourself, mm-hmm. man. Yo, this 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 is Tariq Vay, man. Destiny Grind in the building once again. Pleasure to be Destiny here. Grind. Long time, long time, long time. You know it's been a long time since I left you, but we back. You know, standing out here. I was, I was building with um. Yeah, I was building with Tahuti Nine. He's been making his rounds in the community. Brother did a segment on Tyler TV called a body. I mean, he gave you his spoken word segment was so retarded. But um, yeah, the guy is pushing this movie. He's doing big things. Yeah, Nine. Indeed, brother Tahuti Nine, the legend. Yeah, yeah, the Jamaican Spike Lee. <laughs> Making Spike Lee. Yes, indeed. Yo, is my bedroom on as well? Is that my bedroom on the 619? Yeah. Okay. Let me open this line. Call up from the 
Peace to you and yours. Peace, peace. Peace, Hotel Pool family. You already know. You done know. You done know. <laughs> you done know. Yo, Red, wow, I, heard, I heard you big enough. I heard you big enough to hut nine. Yeah, me and them was just building yesterday talking about all that, man. He's about to make some monumental yeah. moves. You already know my G. That's my brother right there. Yeah, you talking that, talking that movie talk. Matter of fact, talk. we got to get back up a room on too from the last time I spoke with him on the phone with you guys. We had a link with him, so we got to get some stuff in, you know, and put together. But you know, that's not what this is about tonight, still. But you know, big up, big up, big up all the family out there. You done know? Yeah, this is Jehudi Ali from Destiny Grind. You already know. You done know? Yeah, man. So you know, we here. This is a monumental broadcast. Um, you know. I'm sure that before we get into tonight's episode, you might want to get a foreword into why the necessity of having such a broadcast was was important. Oh yeah, my man. Well, Let him be on that, brother Tariq. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, everybody done experienced that situation, man. When you you trying to get on your feet, you might be trying to go get you an apartment or something. You might need you a whip or something. You might need to get around. You know what I'm saying? You might need that business loan. You might need to get in where you fit in and you get and you get those you get that word everybody hate, man. Your application has been denied, declined. Okay. They want to stand credit to you. You dead in the game out here, man. I remember there was a passage in the Bible say if you don't have that mark on your hand, you can't buy or trade. They're talking about that FICO, baby. If you, ain't, if, you ain't, if you ain't got your FICO right, baby, you dead out here. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it is, man. So when I came across, you know, I was out there researching on how to prove my personal situation, man. And I came across the brother. I actually heard that uh, Brother Rich uh, interview, man. I was like, yo, this cat right here, I need to holler at this dude. You know what I'm saying? So I reached out to him. And I'm like, yo, my, my brothers need to hear this. You know what I'm saying? And I, I right. did that one, two, one, two. Made that connect. And we about to make magic, baby. You know what I'm saying? We got to get yeah, gotta yeah, get yeah. out here and make it happen. Knowledge is power, baby. Time to, get, time yeah, to go yeah, all the way up. All the way up. Now, indeed, you know, indeed. there's a lot of um, conjoining and correlating conversations taking place right now, you know, we probably would have to have a whole episode set aside to do the news and to show how, you know, the connectivity of this particular current news cycle, you feel me? Um, You know, uh, but Brother Red, before we go in, before we get it started, do you want to do, you know, a... you want to talk briefly on anything that you experienced this past weekend? Anything the family needs to know about? I see you got a few clips out there on social media. Do you want to talk about any of these things? I'll get into it later. Yeah, we'll let the show go through. I definitely have a lot of announcements. I want to promote some of the um, videos that are currently streaming, the narratives, the conversations, things that are going viral. But I'll wait till later on and we'll talk about it. Okay. Okay, I can dig it. 
All right. Um. Yeah, let me see. If our guest is on for tonight, uh, Brother Corey, if you're in the building, please press 1 on your phone, and we'll get directly into the dialogue. If not, I would love to hear, like, at least 15 minutes of the Destiny Grimes family going in on a lot of the things that are taking place right now. You know what I'm saying? While we wait for our guests, I I would definitely, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, the brother's in the building, but I will, you know, speakly, uh, or briefly, should I say, remind the family that here on Know the Less Radio, um, we have a, a... uh, a annual routine during the, uh, the beginning of the year where we do a reading for the year, you know what I'm saying? And we consult the I Ching, one of our ancient oracle systems. So these brothers have uh, done this consecutively for about three years now, you know what I'm saying? And, of course, you can go in the archive and pull up the show where we did a reading on this year's energies, and I think that uh, <laughs> everything is on point in regards to <laughs> that particular prescription. You dig? Indeed, indeed. I'll leave it at that. But yeah, we'll definitely get a little bit more in debt. And we at the six, we at the six month uh, point, so we definitely should be revisiting the beginning of the year's show that we did, and you know, touch on some things, and you know, put some things in perspective. Yeah. But we'll save that for another time. Tonight, we are in the building for a specific reason, a specific purpose, and that is to hear about the conspiracy of credit, okay? So let me read the description, and we're going to get into tonight's show. Have you ever wondered why the credit credit bureaus want you to have bad credit or why credit is for poor people? This show will shock you with answers. Conspiracy of credit author... Corey P. Smith explains why identity theft is nothing more than a new product created by the credit bureaus and banks to make money. He'll also break down the reason behind retail and grocery store loyalty cards, as well as the use of re-identification software. The speed of light money age is here, and never before has any book provided a blueprint for the future of credit and banking. Join us on Know the Ledge Radio as we shine light conspiracy of credit. Family, bring your pad and your pen because class definitely is in session. So, with no further ado, we present to you caller from the 901 438. Peace, caller. How you doing, man? Thanks. For, I want to thank you guys just for giving me the opportunity, you know, to be on your show. As you know, I'm always excited when it comes time for me to talk about credit or to try to shed some light on what's going on with the banks, the credit bureaus, politics, and all of those different institutions that work together to keep poor people in bondage. So I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity. Bro, it's an honor to have you on tonight's program. I heard so much about you, you know, after you did your LeBron over there on Brother Rich's channel, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, between Curry and LeBron, because you were shooting threes from the key and everything. So, 
you know, the streets been talking, man, and I'm in the South right now, and I must have had, like, 13 conversations about credit in the last two weeks. You know what I'm saying? This is heavily on people's minds. It's heavily on a conversation. So, you know what I mean? You got the right, uh, uh, you got the right angle at the right time. So, right. definitely want to uh, clear the way and let you do what it is that you do best, bro. Talk about credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This show, brother, this man, it's been, it's been, um, I, I guess a year and a half. Yeah, maybe, yeah, two years. But that was that was a good show. But um, I, I actually been, you know, out of um circulation probably the last six months I was um, in LA trying to finish up um, a documentary that I had been working on for like for years trying to piece it together and um, I finally got it finished I wanted to give people some real gritty you know raw information but you know put it into to video like let, let them see it let it be visual you know a lot of times people can relate to seeing things as opposed to reading things and uh but I'm happy to be back. I kinda work um if anybody have questions, like I like I like to be asked questions because people have a lot of unanswered questions when it comes to credit or they have a lot of misconceptions when it comes to credit or they just be thinking wrong when it comes to credit you know it could be something as simple as um just today i had a guy um he was asking me a question about his vehicle and uh i actually even talked about this in the book but he was concerned because his vehicle was up for repossession and and um he was trying to figure out what he needed to do and uh i just simply told him <laughs> Your credit already screwed up. Don't let them steal the vehicle back from you. And don't worry about the title because he was so concerned with getting the title to the vehicle. And um, I don't think a lot of people don't realize the title means nothing. It's something that, that depreciates in values. And uh, I think that that a lot of people have the wrong perspective. I just use that as an example when it comes to credit and money. They just they just look at things the wrong way. So I, I just try to give people a different perspective on how to look at things. At the end of the day, if, if you're poor and you don't have any money, you basically, you, you, you're trading time. Like you're trading, like uh, when you got money, it gives you time. It gives you time to relax. It gives you time to vacation. It, it gives you time to plan. And a lot of a lot of people don't have um, the opportunity to do that in eight hours a day. They sleep in the other eight hours a day, and they worry for the the, the the rest of the hours. So that's what I try to that's what I try to do um, when I when I talk about credit. But um, I guess I have to say, you know, well, you guys yeah. have questions, throw them at me. Yeah, we could definitely start off by asking you, what are the most common misconceptions about credit? That is a good thing, <laughs> and I know that might sound crazy. It's a good thing when you know how to utilize it and eventually put yourself in a position where you don't have to depend on it anymore. But for the most part, 
It's a bad thing. Credit was nothing more than than the invention of debt. I mean, like I say, credit is for poor people. I always say that because when you have money, you you really don't have to. It's not a concern. You can you can have you can look bad on paper, but cash make you look good. So I think that's 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 one of the biggest misconceptions. You know, you got people. You got people that walk around and, and, you know, they might have good credit. They might brag and say, I got a 700 credit score. I got a 730 credit score. But they don't even know what to do with it. And they're probably going to die with a good credit score and a good, you know, a small retirement check. You know, so that's that's one of the biggest misconceptions, in my opinion, is that it's a, you know, it's a good thing, but really a bad thing and I, I talk about credit but my overall goal is to, to help people get an understanding on how to utilize it to the point where they don't have to depend on it leverage debt I always talk about that meaning you got to be able to get some assets if you get a credit card that got an $8,000 limit on it or $5,000 limit hey you can <laughs> we buying houses in Detroit Flint we swiping a car credit card as opposed to taking the card and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a trip to LA I'm going to buy me some gear I'm going to blow it on something that I can't utilize later on but if you take a credit card and you gain an asset with it now you have leveraged the debt now it's going to work for you later on now you can service the debt that you created on the credit card and eventually you do that enough times you can remove yourself from that debt. Like, I mean, credit is my thing, but I don't. I don't depend on it. I don't. I don't, I don't even have to to use it at this point in the game. So that's one. That's that's one of my motivations. Is you know, if I can get, if I talk about this in in, in my documentary, like it's more than about credit. It's a movement. It has to be a movement. It's not even a black and white thing to me. It's, it's a poor thing. Because I've seen it up close and personal, like people with money, people with power, they don't care whether you black or white, green, whatever. A lot of times their ambitions blind them to who you are, what you are. You just need to them waiting to be cracked, and I understand that. So I, 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 I try to position myself to be on that level as well as provide information to other people so they can reach that same plane. Um, I often hear, this is one of my things, because I often hear people talk about knowledge is power. And it is. It is power. But I also say knowledge has its greatest power when it's a secret. But once, once that knowledge begins to be filtered down, it loses all of its power. And what I try to do when it comes to credit is eliminate that because there's <clears throat> brother Corey still there. I don't know. It looked like he got dropped, bro. Yeah. I don't see that on my back in the, uh, in the studio. 
You might have hit the mute button. Brother Corey, still with us? Brother Corey, unmute yourself if you if you can. Yeah, let me text. Okay. Yeah, family, give us a second. Let the brother uh, call back in. You know? Yeah, his call definitely dropped. I see it now. Yeah, that's the adjustment you're trying to work, but it's all good. We still in it. You're done. Yeah, the brother will be back shortly. With no further ado, call up from the 901. Peace, family. You back. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I was on the line, but I guess you guys, you, you still couldn't hear me. But anyway, you know, I was just basically talking about, you know, just creating a movement to, you know, uh, eliminate um, the filtering down of knowledge where it's not useful anymore. I don't know how much you guys, you know, where where I was cut off at, but yeah, that's that was, that's, that was, that's about yeah, where you got cut off. Can you do this for the family? Can you give them a brief history of credit? Because a lot of people have a misconception in regards to they probably think credit was around since Abraham Lincoln and some shit. Like, can you tell them when exactly did the United States, uh, you know, when when did they implement? this aspect of credit and why? I mean, really, they kind of snuck it in on us. And you got to understand, man, credit derived really from banking. And you got to understand that banking, the banking system was created by the Europeans. So the the system of credit was around long before it even reached, you know, the shores of, of the United States, you know, whether you want to look at it and uh, you want to relate it to slavery or whatever, I mean, that was a credit system in place then, but it really began to take effect, like, after World War II going in over into the 50s and 60s where you had these uh, small hardware stores that, or as we might say, the mom-and-pop stores that extended credit, but they kept a ledger because then the neighborhoods and the families were... Uh, People knew each other, so you know credit was in it was it was taking form then. But what happened? You had the insurance companies as well as the banks, because the new insurance companies, insurance companies are banks. Like anything, they saw the profit in that. They saw the profit in people. They saw the profit in the worker bees or the working class people and how people would pay on top of being charged these interest rates. And that's when you had, as I said, all of this kind of began with the Europeans. That's, you have you have experience, which is one of the, if not, it's probably the largest, um, is based in the UK. So you had experience and then you, you had, um, Equifax and TransUnion, they began to take form in the beginning, only meant to be record keepers. And that turned into a business where they began to charge fees and the banks became their customers. 
the credit card companies became their customers. These small retail stores, or as we say, if you want to call them mom and pop stores, became customers to them, not the worker bees, if that, that makes sense. So it, it began to take form then, if that answers your question. Because that's a kind of, <laughs> that's a broad question, but I was trying to answer it the best. Yes, indeed. I, I appreciate that that um, piece of history. So just like the lottery, we're saying that credit was something that first developed amongst, you know, the neighborhood, the community, you know what I'm saying, something that as 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 a community we did for ourselves. And then um, once the banking got a, got a hold of it, you know, they uh, expanded it into something else, something more extensive. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's almost like when I when one of the things I um, I talk about uh, how the identity theft products have uh, this basically like how they how they have taken form and you know everybody's making money off identity theft and a lot of people don't know when when I when identity theft that product was first presented up banks were against it. They didn't want it because people were able to freeze their own credit or stop the banks from being able to pull it with like consumer statements as well. That was making, that was going to cause them to lose money. So what they did, it was like, man, instead of us losing money, we could really turn this into a product. Sure enough, people's identity is stolen sometime, but not to the level that they try to, to make you fear that all these millions and millions of people are their credit is being stolen every day and you gotta pay if you pay fourteen dollars and ninety nine cent a month, we'll protect your credit and like with LifeLock we'll we'll we have up to a million dollars in insurance to restore your credit. Man, if you believe that crap, you 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 sleeping. Why would they even spend a million dollars because you was the victim of identity theft and you're paying them $14.99 a month or whatever they charge or something that you can do for free? But that, the, the banks, they were against it at first. And, I mean, you can even do the, you know, you can do the research on it. I always tell people anything that I, that I talk about, you can do your own research on it. So they turned it into a product. That's all it is. You got people paying for identity theft product for what? To protect it yourself. So I say they always, I mean, it's a business. So they're always looking for the opportunity to make money. And people so blind, like, man, with the conscious, you, you know, you understand vibrations. Like, it's almost like if I put you in this, downtrodden neighborhood then I'm essentially controlling your level of vibration because you are going to feel a whole lot different if you go into this messed up neighborhood this poverty stricken neighborhood as opposed to you going to a neighborhood where you driving through some gates where you living in this you know, this upscale neighborhood with no gate, your vibration level is going to be different. 
But all of this control through credit and for poor people is money because we know money is energy. If that makes sense to you guys. See, when I look at credit, I look at all of that. I look, I, I look at how it affects me all the way around and how it affects people. That's how people are controlled. That's how poor people are controlled. Because you can't do nothing if you have no money and your credit jacked up. You can't buy a car. You can't buy a house. You can't. You, you barely can provide. So I'm going to make you a, a slave, so to speak. You're going to be my slave. You're going to work, and I'm going to pay you just enough to get by. And you're going to be mad. You're going to go home upset, depressed. So I'm trying to alleviate all that. I'm trying to give people the tools to fight back. Indeed. So in essence, you know, because you said this whole aspect that we're talking about money, you know what I mean? And normally people have always associated money with something tangible, something that they can see. We know the definition of money deals with coinage and a particular weight, you know what I'm saying? There's a designation right. that, that that actually explains what money is. How deceptive is credit then if it's created out of thin air? Most people never see it, you know what I'm saying? It's a uh, it's something that's computerized, it's a blip on the screen or, you know, it's a number or what have you, but it's not something that people can tangibly get to. So do you please see that as a benefit to society? Is that something that we can uh, definitely describe as a matrix, that people are living their lives in accordance with something that they can't tangibly touch, see, or smell? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's one way of looking at it. And I guess it goes back to, yeah, they put it out there, but... How can I flip it on? You know, yeah, I say credit is a bad thing if you don't know how to utilize it to get your hands on the tangible things. You're right. You can't see, like, I, I can go home tonight and there's ways to create $5,000 out of thin air. But you got to know how to do it. You got to know how to play the game. You got to know what to do. And there's people that's doing it. So, and, 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 you know, in one way, yeah, it is. Well, of course, it's the matrix. But in another, in another sense, then, I mean, you can you can take control of it. I mean, the bottom line is it's like this. You always have to, it's about, we're talking about credit, but it's, 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 it's about life, man. It's, it's really about being able to, 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 to recognize the resources around you. If you have no money, uh, I always, uh, well, I made this statement as I, uh, in my documentary because I'm from Memphis, and I had made the statement. I, I, I guess a few of you guys from New York, but I had made the statement. I said people always say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, and I was like, well, hell, I feel like if you can make it in Memphis, you can make it anywhere because I can. I, I come to New York and I'll eat New York alive. I'll eat it alive. And the reason I say that is because I'm going to see all the things that the people in New York who don't 
recognize it, that live there, I'm going to see all the things they don't see. And I'm going to capitalize on it. Like I just came from across the water. I'm going to be hungry because where I'm from, we ain't, it's, it's warehouse. They can have. Say again, what do you say? I said I had to give you your bomb. You talking greasy now? Yeah. So, so what I mean by that is like I asked the guy. I said, "You in New York? You in New York? Because I, I do this. I, I help homeless people a lot. But you in New York? You, you might have you might have three homeless people come up to you and ask you for something, and that's all you see is a homeless person. Well, I don't see that. I see a business partner. I see a business opportunity." Cause I'm gonna give them more than two dollars. Be like, hey, come on, I got two hundred dollars for you. I'm gonna get you set up for thirty days. I'm gonna make sure they in their right mind, and then I'm gonna let them know how we can get some money. Like I was watching this movie. Um, now you see me. I went to see this movie uh, with my wife and my daughter, talking about the tarot card, the fool. They was like, is is you're not the fool if you draw that card. The fool is really a clean slate, which means you can be anything that you want to be. And that's kind of how, when I talk about a homeless person or somebody that that, that they they are green to credit, they like a newborn baby. So I was telling him, for me, I could come to New York right now and find 10, 10 homeless people in 90 days. Yeah, we're going to be rocking. In 90 days, because I know what to do with them, and that's all I was trying to explain here. I'm gonna see, but that that goes for everybody. You got to see the resources around. You got to when you talk about the matrix, you got to see it. I asked a friend of mine from Nigeria. I was like, man, Nigerians y'all known for getting money. Why is that? Well, he said, well, you ever been? You got to go to Nigeria. And I was like, I don't think I'm gonna make it there no time soon. And then, but he, he, you know, we laughed about it. But he said the difference is when we come over here, like most foreigners, we ain't focused on racism. We ain't focused, and we don't give a damn about politics. We don't care. We focused on money. We focused on progress. We putting all our energy into that. And I was like, ah. And that's what I think happens a lot of times. People distracted. Man, credit, the reason why I'm so passionate about it, it's powerful if you know how to utilize it, but it's a demon if you don't. It's a demon if you don't, but if you do, man, it can turn you into a, a king or it can turn you into a slave. You choose. And that's how people have to look at it. And I'm gonna give you the real information. I'm not gonna. I know how to play the game. And as we all know, sometimes the game ain't fair. Most of the time, the game is not fair. Then the rules. Are Let me ask you this. Right. Let's say um, you know you have a, a newborn son, and this son has come of age. Son is about twelve or thirteen. You know what I'm saying? Even maybe even younger than that. How would you raise a child? to totally avoid credit, you know what I'm saying? How would you 
advise somebody to be independent of credit. And I'm saying this because the narrative has pretty much, especially in the community, been, you know, credit has such a bearing on who you are in society. I'm in the South right now. I'm in Atlanta. Credit rules out here. You feel me? Like, it's a determining factor in a lot of different situations in people's lives on this side. You know what I mean? Even more so than it is in New York. New York, they still like that cohort cash. Down South, it's about that credit. Right. You know what I mean? Um, So what would you advise a child of yours that you were raising how would you raise them to avoid credit altogether and be independent and still economically, uh, uh, you know, um, strong? Oh, man. Hey, listen. Listen to what I'm saying. I don't. My daughter just turned 18. I had her embracing credit at 16. She's closing on two houses in about 30 days. When she was 17, she had a 760 credit score because I took two credit cards that I had. I had been paying never no late song for the last, like, four years, and I put her on the cards. And then I went and got her a couple of primaries. I already had her bank account set up with one bank. Like, she's been with the bank two years. So, I, you know... I had her embrace it, but I'm teaching her this going to be your way out. Well, you you ain't got to depend on it. Matter of fact, you're going to be in such a position, your name is going to be credit. You ain't, they're going to want to give it to you just because of how good you look on paper, period. How good your bank statement looks. How good your assets look. Because you're 22 years old and you already own 20 houses. It don't matter if the houses only cost fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. You own them in their revenue streams. It ain't the problem. You want you you want them because that's the game that we they got to play in it. But like I said, it can, they, 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 they can't be, they can't let it turn them into a slave. So I had my daughter, I had her embrace it trained her like she been around me she know what time it is she knows certain things she know if the process server come like i got tricked with the media that never happened like man they caught me slipping she knows no you don't accept nothing they can't deny she knows if my daughter know right now not and she don't even have it but if somebody sends you a letter saying you got 30 days to respond to this, respond. Don't bag down. Respond. That's what they want you to do, to not respond. So my point is I'm teaching her. So I'm not telling her to run away from it. I'm giving her the knowledge. The knowledge is not filtered down. So it's still power because she got a lot of rules to the game that a lot of people don't know because that's my seed. She around me. So by the time she gets to be 25, she's going to be a beast. I want her sitting at the table doing multi-million dollar real estate deals. I want her to be building hotels in these 
tropical island somewhere. So at that point in the game, man, she's not depending on it. That's what I mean. It's almost like I heard Donald Trump on this um, show years ago, How'd You Get So Rich? He said, I can go into a restaurant and I can have 20 people in my, my, my party. They'll say, no, 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 Mr. Trump, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But it could be somebody over there with three people in their party and not rich and they're not famous. They got to pay up because of his name. They did this. So that's what I mean. Indeed, you know. But also is a very much of a trend here in the South is identity fraud. You know, people that are misappropriating credit in a way in which they are acquiring a lot of things. And to me, this seems to be fueling the economy when I look at the game. You know what I'm saying? Because the way that it's being done, at the volume that's being done, at the, um, you know, the, the the lack of oversight and everything. Do you think when we talk about the conspiracy of credit, do you think that this is definitely a large part of the conspiracy? Is this being actually advocated by the uh, the, the banks? Man, listen. <laughs> hey, some of them banks invite fraud. They want fraud. Trust me, they do. It might sound crazy, they do. So, when you talk about identity fraud fueling some parts of the economy, man, it's a whole hell of a lot bigger crime taking place that offices that you don't know about, like, Hey, I'm a working man. For example, I'm a working man. If I can't get a bank account, I, I go. I, I got my bank account. I've been with this bank five years. You take my money, my direct deposit checks, and while I'm sleeping at night, you trade with my money on the stock market overseas. But I can't even come to you to get a loan. Because of my credit. That ain't fair. But you get mad at me. Or you get mad at other people in my community. They can't figure it out. Because you done tricked them so much. Now they playing this other game. Like the younger. The younger. The younger generation. The younger females. The younger males. Where they, they dabbing in identity fraud. Because they, they don't they don't know. They don't know. So, I mean, it's like a two-edged sword if that, that makes sense. But, I mean, I think everybody plays a part in that. And I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I guess I could ask a question, like, even when you talk about on what level are you talking about identity fraud? On what level? Let me, let me ask that question. Like, on, on what level? Like, what do you explain it to me a well, little bit more? Um, the uh, 
appropriation of people's profiles to create whatever people are creating with them, whether that be uh, applications for credit, whether people are purchasing homes with it, opening accounts, transferring checks, you name it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a um, it's a very uh, a broad category. You talking to but, but, but are you you the one in Atlanta? You in Atlanta? Yes, sir. Well, you in the fall capital. It might be taking, it, yeah, of course it's taking place more there. It's taking place in Memphis, too. You know, a lot of it, Atlanta got more, what, African-American millionaires than any other city. But they also got a hell of a, they, they got a lot of poor people there. They got a lot of homeless people there. People, I, I guess my answer to that, man, people trying to survive. They're trying to survive. Hey, you got kids? I'm asking, do you, do you have kids? Oh, children? I don't. Yeah. My brother do, though. You don't. Okay. So I do. All right. So if, if a man truly loves his, his kids, his children, and he see them starving, it ain't nothing you can do stop him from feeding them. Nothing. So you got to look at a lot of people that's in their predicaments. You know, we can make, we can say, ah, they don't have to do that. They can, man, a lot of people, they jacked up. They don't know no other way. And when they try to play, you know, I'm not making, I'm not making excuses for them, but I'm also not making excuses for the other side either. What you going to do? I just know I, I just know what I can do. I know I know the part that I could play. I could tell you what to do to take stuff off your credit that you might not never heard of or, or ever tried. Because that was me. I was in that predicament. I was in an apartment with no money. I always said this this how this how this is what got me started sleeping on the floor with my wife and my daughter with no money with the lights out. Because I'm trying to work a job. And do I, I'm going to do all the right things they said do. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a degree. Man, it might work for some, but it don't work for many. So I know this feeling. What am I I, I got to fix my name. I did it that way. But I know a lot of other tricks that, I, you know, I could play too. But I'm trying to survive. But, you know, a lot of people not... They in more desperate situations than that. So I'm gonna tell you how to get a bankruptcy off. I'm gonna tell you how to get a tax lien off, and it's not gonna be like some of the BS that you hear, the credit experts, all these people out here. Man, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I'm in the trenches. I've been in the trenches. I've been in the face like with. I had somebody make a comment. Oh, your story not true, man. My story true. Anybody who know Corey Smith that know me. They know the feds came to see me. They know the Secret Service came to see me. Because them same people came to interview a few of them. So, I mean, I'm giving you information. Certain information they really don't want you to have. But they got these people out here. Yeah. 
Would you say that that was from freeing slaves? Yeah, of course. Of course. Couldn't be nothing else. <laughs> yeah, why 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 is it always a problem? It's not a problem as long as poor people don't know about it. It's not a problem as long as you stay in your lane and don't do certain things. But it's a problem when you figure out how to take a bankruptcy off the legal way. When you figure out how to take a tax lien off the legal way. Even when I talk about affidavits, it's not a magic letter. All I'm telling people to do is write down whatever it is you're trying to accomplish and get it notarized. A notary is an officer of the state. Get it notarized. Send it in to the credit bureaus. They have to respond. If they don't provide you proof of what you're asking them to validate or what you're asking them to remove, then you take them to court. And you don't be afraid, and you don't have to have money to do that. And I repeat, you do not have to have money to sue the credit bureaus. It's in the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Any consumer attorney will tell you that. It's on them. The burden of proof is on them. And they can't prove most, they can't prove nothing because they are records. And believe it or not, the privacy laws help us. Because now I can tell Capital One, hey, don't share my information with nobody. I can tell Bank of America, don't share my information with nobody. So if I'm telling them that on one end, and I got Equifax, I'm asking them, prove this. Prove I owe Capital One. Prove it. You can't because you can't even get the necessary paperwork that you need. And I don't mean just them validating through some computer system, E-Oscar saying, yes, it belongs to them. Nah, you need the paperwork. We go in the court. It's free. You don't, if, if, if you got a, a consumer attorney that knows what he's talking about, knows what he's doing, he's going to tell you that it's on them. You don't have to pay no money up front. And trust me, they're going to bag down. They're going to bag down. What been your experience, yes, in the courts dealing with mortgages and foreclosures and things of that nature? Is this all tied in the credit as well? Man, I, listen, with foreclosures, I ain't never even made it to a courtroom. I never had to. My affidavits have worked. Even if it took me four or five months. It works. I stay on them. I stay persistent. And I make sure my timing is right. Like if I have a, if I, if my house just got foreclosed on, hey, if you, if you just got kicked out your house, then you're going to have you about a 12, 14 month wait before you need to be trying to make a move on that foreclosure. Because so many things have to take place in between that time, all the way down to them probably. 1099 of you saying you owe for the balance because they're looking at that as earned income because their bank gave you a loan and you defaulted and they didn't get all their money. 
So it's a lot of things, you know. It's, it's it has a lot. It's a lot of factors that take that, that that you have to take into consideration. But you can take a foreclosure off, but you can't take it off just by disputing, saying, "Hey, this is not mine." Nah, it's gonna take a lot of paperwork, a lot of paper. It just boils down to how hungry are you, how much you love your family. It's gonna boil down to that. I mean, like I said on one show uh, last week, you think it's fair? Listen, you can't charge me taxes on a loan. But somehow they have managed to make you pay taxes on credit. Because when they charge the credit card debt off, bam, you 1099 and you, the IRS, they want their money. But you just asked me about identity theft. Who the bigger crook? I'm going to mess your credit up. And I'm going to make you pay me some more money. And I'm putting you in a position where you can't get no more money. So who the bigger crook? But they doing it. (laughs) They doing it. So... Now, a large population of people. Go ahead. I know. Please continue. No, I was just saying, like, they don't want me. Hey, it's a big remedy. You can change your name, keep your same social, and start your credit off. But it go back to when I talk about these zip codes, these geographic codes. Something as simple as that. That's, That's the reason why when you... Anybody who's had their name changed, sometimes the judge will ask you, are you running from creditors? Because it boils down to that principle of once your name is changed, you might have the same social, but now I can reinvent myself with a different zip code or a different geographical location. And the credit bureau's database system is going to generate me a whole new credit file. And if they do merge my old file, well, guess what? Hey, here go my driver's license. Here go my social security card. They got my new name on it. That's not me. Remove it. You think they want people to know that? Nah. They don't. No. How about retaining the same name but getting a new social? Would that also reset it? Yeah, but you're going to have a lot harder time with getting that new social. Because you're going to have to prove why we, why you're going to really have to prove, hey, why are we giving you this? Well, you, I mean, somebody ripped your, your name apart to the point where you, you just absolutely through, that you can't fix it? Are you some female that, that had her brains beat out so many times that with police reports and all of that to back it up. Or if somebody went and bought a house or something in your name and you can show that, yeah, you, you might be in luck. The name changes. It's a much easier route. So yeah, it takes, like like I was I, in uh, one other interview, like a, a lot of stuff goes in like, 
a lot of factors, <laughs> even when it boils down to, like, the state you live in. Like, the state of Georgia, it might have their over – each state has its own credit score anyway. So when we talk about geographical code, like, Georgia might have a – it might have a 600 credit score. So you might apply for a Chase card, and you might only get five, ten thousand. But I might go to a, a state that had like Washington State or Minnesota that has a high credit score with a, a seven forty, and Chase might give me twenty thousand on a car. So all of these things play a factor, like even when you're doing the name change, or even when you're moving around, and you've been able to maintain your credit. Like if I'm trying to raise a certain amount of money, hell, I, I I might go, I might set up me a new resident in Iowa somewhere, and pay some apartment rent. I don't care if it's one room, three hundred dollars just for their address. Do do it and 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 forward all my mail to their address. Credit bureaus will pick it up. And I continue to build my credit profile because I know which cars that I'm going to apply for because I want the higher limit because my geographical location has changed. So they're going to they gonna, they gonna, they gonna look at me different. That's why I, I talked on, on, on Brother Richard's show, I talked about an Akiran report. And a lot of people need to get that. A lot of people need to get their, 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 their IDA report or what's called a, um, ID analytics that's why when you when you when you be applying for this credit and they, and they tell you uh, we're going to ask you a series of questions, these are pulled from public records. That's where they're getting that information from. So you need to see what they seeing. You need to see on your accounting report the neighborhood that you live in. The medium household income is only twenty five thousand a year, and the average level of education is the tenth grade. The chances of him filing bankruptcy is like sixty percent. You need to see that. So I'm going to switch up on them. I'm going to change my geographical location where the average level of education is a master's degree and the medium household income is 160000 Then I'm going to go apply for some credit. That's part of the game. So the best way to understand credit, because I'm still trying to get a definitive explanation, not the one that we get in the books. I'm just saying the perspective that we should be looking at through our eyes. Is it best to say credit is speculative racism? <laughs> hey, it ain't black or white. If you're saying, you saying, you saying racism from that standpoint, it's, not, it's definitely not black and white. Should it's I say class Because we're talking about exactly. like you said, you income go. neighborhoods and certain neighborhoods are redlined, you know, um and I know that certain racial factors have to play into certain aspects of how these things are being calculated if they're saying this person is more susceptible to bankruptcy or this person is more susceptible to X, Y, and Z, you know, uh they're more of a health risk maybe, so the insurance might be higher. You know, these are the things that are, you know, indicators, you know what I'm saying? But let's say I think that a, a, a better way to describe it would be speculative classism. 
Yeah, I mean, but even when you got it, that's why I say even when you just mentioned insurance, man, all this credit, the credit bureau's uh, choice point is owned by Equifax. Insurance companies they owned by that. Like you, you do the research, the credit bureaus own them, so they see they see so much that you don't see. But yeah, that's a better way of defining it. Like I told you, I, 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 it's a poor thing to me. Like, yeah, I don't look at it as a black or white thing. So, I mean, that that is it, it, it's a it's it's a big game, man. It's 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 a it truly is a big game. And Indeed. right now, and right now. Mm-hmm. They got they got people so focused on like somebody asked me what do you think about Donald Trump I don't give a damn payment he's the entertainment right by the, by the time we figure out what they what what's going on they have already got that whatever, whatever their agenda was it's done yeah. you focused right. on the election you focused on all this they gone in the other direction and when it hits you. You ain't gonna know what hits you. Indeed. So, for somebody that might be listening to this program that might be saddled with a hundred thousand dollars in debt, you know, what I'm saying either from student loan or just whatever choices they made, what would be a step by step process that one would go through to get that weight up off of them, get that monkey off them? If you if you if you ball down in student loans. Because I, 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 I had been speaking on affidavits and people were thinking that, yeah, I, I got letters like, and I really been slacking on putting the information out on the Internet. But I had put so much time these last six months because I wanted to finish my documentary and, and, and give some people some real information because a lot of people we, we don't I always say people would rather be entertained than educated and that's real so it works better for me for, for me to give them something visual so I had put a lot of time into it so when I talked about affidavits like I said they, they were thinking that I had like these magical letters when all it was was me creating my letters stating what I wanted done wanting these people to verify, wanting them to validate. But I was getting it notarized. I was sending the certified mail, and I was building my paper trail because if it got to the point where I got to take them to court, I'm going to take them to court. I'm going to take them to court. And I'm going to win, but it's not going to make it to court. It's not even going to make it to court. The student loan still going to be there, but the objective is to get it off your credit report, and that's, that's one of the best ways to do it. Like, don't just send simple disputes. They don't always work. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. But if you just want to go in, go, everything that you do, notarize it. Everything. If you send in a letter to change your address, get it notarized. This is the affidavit of this is the affidavit of fraudulent address. List all the addresses on your credit report that you don't want on your credit report any, anymore. Get it notarized. Send it in to them. 
with a copy of your driver's license and your social security card because they already got your information anyway because you voluntarily gave it to whatever creditor that, that reports on you anyway. So you gave me information. But like I said, it's a remedy for that when it comes down to getting that real paperwork to show that I have an agreement with this company. The privacy law, don't give don't give them permission. But that's how somebody's bogged down with student loans, start with the affidavits. And don't, you know, it's not always going to work with the first letter. You got to keep at them. Give yourself at least a good four or five months. It's not a long time. Hell, it took you years to get in that position. So it might take you a year, year and a half to get out of that position. I always set, set a lot of my goals at 24 months. Like I always, you know, but most people don't have that, that, that patience. They want it quick, but that's but they 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 can come off. You just got to be persistent. Like when I was trying to take my student loans off, and I did, I damn near was sending letters out every week, every other day. I was pounding them. I was pounding them. I was doing handwritten letters getting them notarized because you got to understand the credit bureaus, they already have software in place that recognize like when you send in a type letter, they are, the software automatically is going to spit out a dispute just from the re, uh, word recognition. So that's why sometimes you got to handwrite some of the letters. You got to use a certain color ink so you can get some real eyes on it and they can see what you're talking about. Because you got to think the people that's looking at your disputes anyway, or, or those those letters that's bouncing out, or the, the ones that you call, and they, they 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 probably sitting there making $9, $10 an hour. They are, they are controllable employees. That's why they got the job. Because we can trust they're not going to do nothing that, that they're not supposed to do. I mean, that's my best advice. Or if you got somebody that has a, a clean slate, just duplicate yourself through them. If your credit is so messed up and it's going to be too much work for you and you have educated yourself on what to do and you got a, a uncle, I hate to use these words, but maybe a drunk uncle or, <laughs> you know, somebody that don't, you know, they they spirit is dead, so to speak. You got to revive them and duplicate yourself through them because they do have a clean slate. But y'all can do business together. You can be the captain of the ship, like, you know, their uncle or their relative. They, they don't, they, they, they probably never going to use their credit or they don't have a clue about it. But you do because you've been through it. Now you're $100,000 in debt and you don't want to do the work to try to get out. Hey, duplicate yourself through somebody. That's that's another way. <clears throat> when you say duplicate yourself through somebody, are you saying attach yourself to someone who has good credit? That has no credit. That has no credit. 
that has no credit. That has no credit. Because if they don't have any credit, man, two two AUs, authorized user accounts, with good payment history, would skyrocket them to a 700-plus credit score. Now all you got to do is go get them some primaries. Once you get them a couple of primaries, you got to know which bank to go to to get the money. Like the United Nations Credit Union up in New York, man, they're giving $50,000 on credit cards. Now, how do you liquidate the credit cards? How do you turn that into cash? Well, I go incorporate me a brownie stand or a lemonade stand. And I'll give me a merchant account set up through Elevon, a mobile merchant account. And I might start to buy from my lemonade stand. Or they're not my lemonade stand, but somebody else's lemonade stand. And I probably shouldn't be saying that, but now I'm liquidating the credit card. I'm turning it into cash. You follow me? I do. Yes, indeed. That's a whole lot of swiping, bro. You swiping nah, hell of really. living. Nah, you know what? <laughs> maybe, maybe, I, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Should I just use that as an? But you can do. You can create an industry that's going to require big swipes. An industry where, hey. If I spend $10,000 with this industry, like it might be, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a red flag. And I ain't even trying yeah. to use the whole 50000 but I'm just saying I'm able to utilize some of the money off the car. That's all I'm saying. Because you can't use the card everywhere. You're going to need some cash to do some other things. Even if you want to, you know, buy some houses on the credit card, that's another route. There's places, states that let you just swipe the card. The house is yours. Point is, there's a lot of things, creative things that you can do. A lot of creative things that you can do. To your knowledge, brother, you know, because from my understanding, credit been around since the 70s, you know what I'm saying, in terms of what the banks are doing. To your knowledge and your research, was there ever any institutions in our communities that were teaching this to their children? Was there ever anything outside of Susie or Orman, that's her name? Yeah. Was, was there ever <laughs> yeah, you got anything outside of that <laughs> that came and taught? our people about FICO scores and, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, where is this education being taught? How is a society, and not only in our community, I would imagine maybe in other communities, though, this might be something that they teach their children. I don't know. But as a country, in a country run on credit, where is this information being taught? 
nowhere. They don't give you no no course on credit in college. Finance, because you take a finance class, man, you must gonna graduate with it. When you graduate college, you must gonna have a bankroll. Economics, does that really apply to you? Like I had uh, Dr. Julian Malvo. She's the first black female economist blow up on me in D.C. last year because I made the statement that I always make that education is overrated. And when I said said that, she took offense to it. And that's because she's stuck in time. I'm like, how do I have the right to say that? The millions of people with degrees with no job and broke as hell. That's what y'all taught us. That, 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 that's hey, we was taught. Hey, go to college, get a degree, and get a good job. You know, but it's not being taught nowhere. The only reason my daughter know about it because I know about it. So I gave her the education, and I'm sure there's other parents that that know, no, no, I'm uh, that know about credit that's giving their kids the same type of education or, or some level of understanding when it comes to credit and what to do with it. I'm pushing my my daughter and my kids into utilizing credit for the purpose of obtaining real estate because that's what, it's, at the end of the day, it's what it's all about, real estate. I mean, even real estate beyond the shores of the United States. I'm even talking about when we're talking about utilizing credit. Like I, I got lines of credit from HSBC overseas. I got a line of credit from them. So, but then college didn't teach me that. To me, college just teaches you how to be a robot. Repetition. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Preparing you to go get that job. Then you look up and it's time to retire. And you can barely pay your your mortgage or your light bill because your retirement check (laughs) is not where it's supposed to be. And all the time that you was working, the cost of living was constantly going up. But they weren't calculating, they weren't factoring in your retirement check with, with that. So you, you messed up, but it's too late because all that youthful energy is gone. That's why I always, I always tell any kids this. I tell adults this. I, pre, I say whenever I can, you will always be able to make minimum wage from the neck down. Always. One idea to make you rich when you use your brain from the neck up to make you millions. But they're not teaching you that. They're teaching you how to always use the right side of your brain. When we all spiritual beings. But I'm not going to 
teach you or, or put emphasis on you using the left side of your brain, the spiritual side to tap into your your creative being. They don't teach you that. That's why you raise your right hand. Raise your right hand. Swear on the walk on the right side of the hall. Man, they conditioning you. People don't pick up on all of that. You go to church. You go to church, man. You 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 know, preachers can get mad, but I don't understand how one man can command thousands, and he living lavish, and the majority of your congregation jacked up, and you doing something that you don't even know what you're doing. You standing up there and you using music with your words to mesmerize people and tap into their emotions, their money, because the majority. Or the people sitting in your congregation is women. Yeah. Music is mesmerizing. And the most, you know, the most powerful energy in this universe is, is sexual energy. That's why they use the, 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 the hip-hop industry and all of that. And they mix it to dictate trends, to, to dictate behavior. They use it. This is what I mean. The human, the human being, you, you, people predictable. They predictable. That's why when I talk about credit, it's all algorithms. You predictable. They know what's gonna happen. They know if you got a a great credit score, at some point you are gonna mess up. The numbers gonna tell them that. So, but going back to your your question, nah, they don't teach us that. Why would they? So I do know that this information that you are sharing with us, you know, you have it in the book that you have penned. You also got more information. And if we want to really be able to fan out in our communities and share this information, you know, we have to start with an education of our own. Like you said, you know, school education is overrated but I feel that you might have some information and some education that can be shared within this book that you've written. Uh, people that have purchased it have given it very, uh, you know, the thumbs up. They gave it a good review. So I want you to share with the audience where they can possibly get themselves a copy. Um, you can get the book off of Amazon you can get it from Barnes and Noble. If they don't have it in the store, they'll order it for you. Because I, I, I'm trying to feel. I've been getting purchase orders almost every day from the Barnes and like Baker and Taylor, which is the ones that stock Barnes and Noble. So you can get the book from bookstore, Amazon, iTunes, audio books. Um, How to outsmart the credit bureaus is not on Kindle yet, but it will be within the next three weeks. Next three to four weeks, old version of how to outsmart the credit bureaus out because I'm putting out the revised copy, and I felt like people need to read the first one that I put out. So within the next couple of months, there's two books that I'm putting out. I'm putting out the revised copy of how to outsmart the credit bureaus and this other book that I wrote called The Invention of Poverty. So... All of those books are like 
the the, the, the latter books are like spinoffs of conspiracy of credit and, and how to outsmart the credit bureaus. But but you won't be disappointed with with the books that that's out now. But you can get them Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Go to my site www.coreypsmith.com or www.conspiracyofcredit.com. Yes. And each one of these books, they have information pertaining to student loans. Is that a second, separate book? Are you wanna? Are you thinking about Conspir- doing Conspir- something that's entirely focusing on that? Conspiracy of Credit talks about the student loans, and I, and I put an example in there of what I use to take mine off. But the How to Outsmart the Credit Bureau, the revised copy that I have been, you know, I should, I should have been put it out, but I, I just wanted it to be right with like information that people could really use it it, it, it has like the exact letters and all, all the exact affidavits and everything that i use a lot of the exact steps you know people can will be able to use those as a, a, a blueprint so to speak but like i said before i mean they don't even you know i'm, I'm telling you like it's just a matter of Writing down what you want to do, getting it notarized, turning it into an affidavit. No, don't do so much online because you eliminate. Like you, when you do stuff online, it kind of you have no paper trail, and you cripple yourself from using some of some of like the laws. So try to use the U.S. Postal Service as much as possible. But but the but the two books that's out now, I don't think I mean, I don't think you would be disappointed. I don't think anybody would be disappointed. I mean, I know I put the books out, but I mean from the feedback I've gotten, most people pretty happy with the information. No doubt, uh, brother Jehudi, you online? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I know that you said you had some questions. No, I had a couple callers that was in that was wanting a question. Hold on, let me see if you could get them on the line real quick. Okay. Yeah, I'm more than certain that we have people in the listening audience that have questions. You know, we are going to be going to the phones very soon, so... Now would be the time to press one on your phones. You have any questions, comments, or concerns? All right, family. <clears throat> yeah, I'll wait for the uh, brother to get his thing together. Brother Red, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes, do you have any questions for tonight's guest? Not at the moment. So not at the moment. Let me do this. Let me do do ask a question. No, no, sorry. Let me do ask a question. I want to know, good brother, what are some advice that you would give a small business that wants to create a credit line, wants to acquire a credit line, in order to a credit line that will help it acquire, like, machinery, you know, hardware, equipment, things of that nature. 
I first would ask how old is, is uh, the small business. Um, and then I probably would direct them to uh, find a, a, a reputable company that adds business trades. Okay. Are you here, bro? Blue. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Like, let, let me let me say this. A lot of times when people, this is a good way, like, if you're starting a small business and you're trying to start a business to have some history on it, one of the best things to do is whatever state you live in, go to Secretary of State's office, look for companies in the industry that you're trying to go into that have been administratively dissolved. And if those companies have been administratively dissolved, do a request for documents so, you, so that you can get all the paperwork on the company, right? Yeah. So once you do that, reinstate the company. The company might be four years old already. It ain't coming back. Reinstate it. Get a tax ID number to attach to the company. Because the most important thing is the incorporation date. So once you do that, now you got a four-year-old company. Then you okay. find a company like um, then you find a company that yes. will add. This that, company you know, is actually for you. Say again. I said the company that I'm referring to is actually four years to the incorporation date that you built already. Say that again. A company that you that yeah that you built already. Okay, well you good, but I'm, I'm just saying for some people who just start starting out and their company has no history. The company not even a year old. But if you have a company that's already four years old, there's a company in California. Uh, it's called, uh, I cannot think of it right off the top of my head. Um, but they, they are, they've they been in business a long time. You can buy a $100,000 trade to go on your business credit from them. They do everything. They'll, they'll build you out the website. Because the most important thing is for your, like banks now, when you, when you, with the small businesses, you got to have everything in place, all the way down from the website to being for them to be able to find you on Google and Manta and all. The, you got to you got to be look legitimate across the board or be legitimate to get the big money. And a lot yeah. of times you can get you can get the credit cards without a personal guarantee, but when you're trying to get a check. You might need a guarantee with some good credit in addition to having um, a good business credit profile. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I it's, it's a week, man. It's a week. I'm back in the building, man. Um, as far as you know, I've been noticing, like, you know, Medical bills to be real hard to get off that thing, man. So, what, what will be your suggestion in dealing with? A lot of people got medical bills. That's like one of the most common things, man. Going to the doctor, especially poor people, ain't got no insurance. You know what I'm saying? That can really hamper people, man. So, how how, how would you, you know what I'm saying? 
how would you, what, what kind of advice you would get from people dealing with those issues? Yeah, they, the, the, they the main ones that I that I say use the affidavit on. Like, ask when you when 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 you requesting information and documentation um, from the collection agency because that's who you ever notice that with the medical bills you hardly ever see the doctors that you went to or the hospital that you went to. They always sell it to a collection agency. Right. Okay. Right. They are the main ones that you want when you are corresponding with them to have all your information notarized. Send it certified mail. Because I'm 100% positive when they come down to it, if they don't comply, take them to court. I know that might sound drastic. Take them to court. The medical bills will come off because they're selling them to the election agencies. If you look on your credit report right now, if you got a medical bill, I bet it ain't the hospital. In the beginning, the hospital might send you the bill saying you owe us this, but pretty soon they're going to sell it to a collection agency. And they're easy to beat. And you people get people people have to start utilizing when you're dealing with these these um, collection agencies. Like I always tell people, you you have to utilize the Better Business Bureau. You have to utilize Consumer Affairs within your state or the Attorney General's office. You have to utilize the um, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. You have to utilize them and file your complaints in addition to you sending these affidavits or these disputes to the collection agencies. Like when I talk about a general affidavit of denial, all I'm doing is just a little, in this, in, in, in the book Conspiracy of Credit, I, I, there's a little small picture of, of mine. I, it wasn't that I was even denying the debt or what, or nor was I saying it was mine. I was just simply asking them for proof, but I had it notarized. And then I showed another letter from them because they couldn't do that. They sent me what's called a uh, affidavit of destroyed instrument. That's what they sent me because they they couldn't provide the paperwork to me. So even with those two things, if I chose to take them to court, I'm a win. But I I didn't have to do that because they recognized it. They know what I was doing. Somebody knew what I was doing. What's that? What's that court process like, though, man? What's What's that process of taking them to court? How How that work? They're gonna settle. They're gonna settle before you get to the courtroom. They're gonna settle. So basically, you just tell them, "Look, I'm about to take you to court." You know, that's you know what I'm saying. You get better. You're not gonna have to do that. What you do. When you get your your attorney gonna handle all of this, you gotta look for like a consumer attorney. Like and there's there's a uh, there's a uh, um, a consumer attorney in Michigan. Um, I cannot I can't think of his name, but he's easy to find if you if you you can Google him, he'll pop up. This all he does. You're not gonna have to do nothing. You're going to file the paperwork from that point. You're going to ask you for all your documentation. 
that you sent their responses. That's the paperwork. That's why you want to send it notarized. And the the, the attorney going to do the rest. Hmm. And you said it's better to have them handwritten, right? Yeah, sometimes it's better to have them handwritten. It, just, it, it, it depends on the creditor or the collection agency that you're dealing with. That would determine, like, your angle. So it's like 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 it's almost like a fight. You know, you fighting somebody, you don't prepare the same way for each person that you fight because it's a different fight. So another thing I want to ask you, man. Another okay. thing I want to ask you, also this credit thing, man. Um, like having 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 a game on, on on how to use that credit, you you definitely mentioned that. So, would 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 you would you recommend for people even get started and going that direction that they have a plan that they have some type of uh get some type of financial education on how to work debt properly? Because it's like it may be like handing a loaded weapon to a baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, shooting that stuff in the dorm. You know what I mean? Hey, you know what? I would like to think if you already put yourself in that predicament and you find a way out and you shoot yourself in the foot, then you deserve the limp for the rest of your life if you go do that. But as far as, you know, like with my daughter, she has she 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 has to go and get her real estate license. She has to go through a three week certified financial planning course. She 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 has to. Not not that she's even gonna sell real estate, but she got the other part. She got a pretty good understanding of credit. But I I needed to. You know, for her to be armed with those things so she can understand, it's like connecting the dots. So, but for somebody like this, this, you know, learn about real estate. And I just keep stressing that, man. People have bought NBA teams, as we know, but they started out with real estate. That's why his funds, when the the housing market crashed, which they knew, man, you, you, these his funds was ready to gobble everything up and turn owners into renters. Man, that was by design. And you won't make me believe anything other than that. Even the way you buy a house now is different. We calculating your student loans is dead. You gotta have mortgage insurance that's gonna increase your house note. You know, so a lot of stuff by design. But as far as people educating themselves before they get to a point where they're able to utilize the credit, I just say it's the real estate game. Learn about wholesale real estate. Learn about buying foreclosures. Learn about buying tax deed properties. Find out what the best states they like. I wouldn't buy no commercial. I wouldn't buy no residential properties in New York. 
Because I ain't going to get the kind of money that I'm looking for. But I'm going to buy in Oklahoma City. I'm going to buy in Detroit. I'm going to buy in Memphis. I'm going to buy in Atlanta. I'm going to buy in Mississippi. So, I mean, that's my best advice. All right, brother, I'm going to go to the first caller that we have on the line. This will be caller from 704-347, 704-347. Peace, welcome to Know the Ledge. Peace, peace, peace. This is Brother Tahut Nine. Uh, I'm listening to you, brothers, and uh, some powerful information you guys sharing on the line here, man. Bless up. Bless up. I wanted to ask the brother, like, um, as far as, like, you know, there's been a lot of bankruptcies over the last couple of years. And I wanted to know um, if if you could expound on that a little bit. Like, what, what are the, the causes for, for you know, what what's some of the main causes for, for why people go into bankruptcy? Is it, is it the credit or is it other things? And, and how can, um, what are some of the things that people can do um, who are who are interested in, you know, Scavenging that 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 particular um, aspect of like you know um, the reality of the world we live in, because uh, you know the bankruptcy courts um, you get a lot of things on the cheap. Well, I mean the economy. Period. Like if the if the if the earned income not keeping up with the cost of living, it's gonna it'll bankrupt anybody. You know if you if you just pay attention to what took place. So, so it's not really a credit. It's not really a credit card debt or nothing like that. Is that because you know? No, I mean the reason. I mean the reason people get into debt is because they don't have the cash money or they're not being paid properly to maintain the debt. And it's not even debt. Sometimes that it's not even the things that's wanted that put us in the debt. It's the things that we need. But they want you. They they want to. They want you to believe that because you want a better life, that you're living above your means. Mm-hmm. And in actuality, that's not the case. It's almost like when we when we talk about the housing market crashed, and now you had homeowners that had to rent, and you got hedge funds that own all this property. Now we can increase the rent. Mm-hmm. Like, we can charge more rent to people that's looking for somewhere to live, but this person may work a job that's not paying them enough to keep up. So, of course, they're going to go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, if they uh, lose a job, a lot of businesses folding, bankrupt. You have, yeah, no, you have no choice. Yeah, I figure job loss and, um, you know, um, a lot of people with medical problems, those are probably some of the big, big, big things that eat up a lot of um, your resources, things that, you know, um, a lot of times you don't foresee, but, you know, they, they affect all of us. Um, as far as the, 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 the market the market is right now, um, I wanted to ask you um, how how do you, you forecast things, you know, over, say, the next two to five years, or maybe even shorter than that? Because um, 
I was reading something the other day where they were saying a lot of the billionaires, including George Soros and a couple of others, they were basically dumping their stocks, you know what I'm saying? They were getting out of the stock market and, and, and purchasing a lot of gold. What's your take on that? <laughs> Man, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But I don't as believe far, it. As far as the, I, fiat, the fiat currencies and everything, um, uh, you know, what, what's your take? Do you think, um, the, you know, the, the, the amount of debt that this country is racking up, um, does that concern you in, in, in any any regard, you know, especially um, since this country hasn't really, um, I don't know if it, if it has or not, but I'm, I'm assuming that they have never really defaulted on, on you know what I'm saying, on, in, on uh, their, their, their loans or, or the money they're borrowing. And, and if that was to happen, I mean, what would be the impact? I mean, I think that I think that we are already seeing the impact. They want to believe it's going to take place. It's already taking place right now. Like you, you got to understand that. You got to understand that when you hear them talking about gold and somebody dumping stock, man, you don't believe the hype, so to speak. Don't believe. Because they put things out. They put certain propaganda out, and they keep putting it out for the purpose of you believing that this actually taking place. They don't have to dump. They, billionaires don't make all their money here in the United States. They do a whole lot. Like, there's so many untapped resources abroad that it's ridiculous. Me or you might not know all the ways because... We don't have access because it takes money to have access to go into certain countries and to get certain things done or to rub shoulders with the people that control things in in in, in Russia or or China or Australia or in South America somewhere where there there or even Africa, which has the, the greatest amount of untapped resources. So yeah. I mean, I feel like the economy is going to get worse because okay. technology is you got to understand one thing and it took a friend of mine to make me realize the reason why the United States is so powerful man they take information and they do it in a in a way that they it's almost like strong arm cuz information gives you power when you have the information that somebody else does not have, then you have the ability to control them, Indeed. to manipulate them. So, Brother Corey, to add on to what you're saying right there, like the situation that's going on with all the manipulation, do you think that some of the outsourcing that's going on with the not, not just the untapped resources that they're using in different countries and stuff like the outsourcing of jobs and stuff like that going to different overseas Countries like you know Singapore, or Thailand, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. This this man. That's why I say distractions, 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 distractions. Violence, distractions. Job loss, distraction. Why do you think, man? I don't even watch the news. Like like. When this stuff happened in Orlando, I didn't even know about it. Because it's all bad news. So why do I even want to watch bad news that's basically been put in place to set certain 
tones in my mind for me to believe certain things, like, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> TV, man, it's like, if somebody says, like, the magic box, and people believe <laughs> in the magic box. So, so, brother, in essence, you believe that the economy is going to get worse. Are you seeing any indications right now that kind of, um, you know, give you, you know, any confidence in, 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 in that prospectus, like, you know, it's getting worse? What, what are you seeing specifically in, in, as it relates to credit and um, the market or, or different things? What, what are some of the specific things that you, you can identify as markers because a lot of people saw saw things uh, before, you know, everything collapsed in 2008, and um, there's a lot of things going on right now that 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 you know are are not too um, dissimilar from what was going on then. So I, I'll just be I'm interested in 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 in, in I mean, your, your... I'm 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 not I'm not an economist, but I just I try to pay attention to I look at the value now of a college degree. It means nothing. Yes, that, that, you know, exactly. and I that, equate that, that to I, I equate that to the number of jobs that's being lost. I equate that to the no. forecast of, of different wars taking place. Like all those things, I, I I look at which gives me an indication that. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse because the things that are supposed to make to drive the things that are supposed to drive our our economy, like jobs. Where is it? What 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 where are the jobs? The education. What's going on with it? How's it going to serve? Well, no more than putting people in putting the young people in debt. I mean, they say about forty-three percent of all college students, uh, um, you know, are, are carrying like you know, um, um, debt from credit cards. That's about half of, of everybody, and and it goes up to about fifty-nine percent when you add on the ones who, who you know, like their parents or somebody co-sign or you know what I'm saying. I mean, I would, I, I, I would, I, well, I guess if it's forty-three percent in credit cards, the other percentage is in student loans. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's rid- definitely ridiculous. But I, I think that college degrees and and um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to sound anti, like people, you know, improving it themselves through education. But it right now it's a con game. It's a straight it's a con, con game. As a, as a lot of people, I went to college with a lot of people who. You know, they 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 got all these degrees and and they're they're not doing anything. They're working as secretaries or you know as administrators in offices. They're not even using the degrees they they um they got. They don't know how to use them because all they did was memorize information to pass the test. They never really understood what they were learning. They never really learned how to use the tools to build something for themselves. And that's one of the things that I'm I'm, I'm thankful for. When I was when I was in school, I had a mentor, um, who. You know, it was a brother in the nation, and and we used to do these study groups um, every weekend. And he used to always say, you know, your education is a tool; you got to use it. You got to learn how to use it to build something for yourself, to do something for yourself. So 
it's not it, that's not what a lot of people are doing though. You know, if you calculate all the time you're going to school from elementary all the way through college, this this a lot of years and a lot of resources and time you put in. And all people end up doing at the end of that is just go beg somebody for a job. You know what I'm saying? They don't know how to use the, the information that that they were supposed to um to, to to gather and you know. And it goes back to what you were saying about how you face know, how they use information. You know what I'm saying? It's like I told my daughter. She just graduated, and I and I and I was asking her about school, and if she wanted to go to college, and what she wanted to major in. I said, whatever you decide to do, outside of what any business that me and you have, I need for you to really think about what would be the return on your investment in terms of you going to college. If you go to college to get a degree in engineering, make sure that you are going to get a good return on your investment the four or five years in the debt that you will accumulate in college. Is it it going to be worth it? So I, and I, and I say that to any young person, what's the return on your investment? Like, if it's going to serve you a better purpose not to go to college and to start making money in a different way and, and utilizing your resource, which is credit, and that's why I told, I said earlier in the show, I was I teach my daughter how to embrace it, mm-hmm. but she also is going to know how to utilize it to to her advantage, and and, and that's like any young person, you know. I, I tell them the same thing. You gotta, you gotta look at your return on your investment, and if you're not getting anything back, don't invest in it. And there's no, uh, you know, I, you got a lot of people who are advocates of, of education, but it's like I said on the, 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 the you know, Brother Ricky show, like people are so brainwashed. Like you had mothers of guys that had opportunities to go to the NBA, saying, "Hey, I want." I want my son to get that that college degree. And you're a millionaire. Millionaires don't go broke because they don't have a college degree. <laughs> Millionaires go broke by making bad financial decisions or having the wrong people around them or having bad financial advisors. That's why they go broke, not because they don't have a degree in psychology or a degree in nursing or engineering. And a lot of people don't get that. That's powerful. I saw this thing um, recently where uh, there was an ant on a sheet, right? And somebody, um, to prove a point, they drew a circle around the ant, just a circle. You know what I'm saying? With a marker or a very, you know, big ink pen. And the ant could not get out of the circle. He Every time he came to the line, he stopped. You know, he yeah. a million different direction, but he, he could, you know what I'm saying? And it was just showing what? you that basically a lot of us are trapped because of how we think. We're trapped in our own minds, our own mentality. Um, tonight when I that was goes back to the seven circuits of the brain, like Jewel Pukram said, the seven circuits of the brain, the ant brain. Yeah. Tonight when I was listening to you um, go through the whole thing on, on credit, um, you, know, you 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 basically um I like how you 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 went into um the trappings and the whole conspiracy and, and just broke that down and it definitely was something that you know made me think a lot because I I know you know 
a lot of people who are who are trapped with this credit thing. And um, you know, as for me myself on a personal level, like I, I just don't give a fuck. Excuse my language if that's not appropriate <laughs> on the show. You know what I'm saying? I I, right. I, I don't care. They they you know whatever I owe them, they gotta they got they they could deal with it. I don't I don't I don't give a damn. It's a game. I real I recognize it's a game. You know, the median um FICA score I think is around a seven eleven. Um, the scores range from what three hundred to eight fifty. Right? And then they right. say the higher you get, the better your interest rate. Then you look at like, you know, where everybody where most most people are. Like I think um if I remember this correctly, a six sixty, right, or lower is, is considered subprime. And then about thirty five percent of the, the US consumers are at a six fifty or lower. And there's another thirty five percent that that that's in about the seven hundred and then eighteen percent that's uh eight hundred or higher. So the majority exactly. of, the majority of people, you know what I'm saying, are basically right around that subprime level. So right. but people people work their whole life. They they go to work every day and, and they're so they're so so stressed out about paying their bills, paying this credit card, paying this debt, paying and, and I and I like to I like to I used to always say, um, it's like we're all slaves to to a family called bills. You know what I mean? Because that's all we right. do. We, we slave to pay the bills, you know. We're right. paying the bills. Right. You gotta pay the bills. You gotta pay the bills. You got, and no matter how much you pay the bills, they keep on coming back. They never fucking go away. Right, because you trade when when you when you're dealing with when you don't have the money, man. You like I said, you, you trading time for money. Yeah, trading time for dollars. Right. Yeah, it might take like it, it, you gotta. It, it takes you a whole year to make. Sixty thousand dollars, as opposed to somebody that can make sixty thousand dollars in one month. Mm-hmm. Man, you 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 dying, you dead. You know, it's almost like a, a good movie that was an example of this. Was this movie called In Time with with um, yeah, Justin yeah, Timberlake and yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that didn't tell you something right there. <laughs> when you run mm-hmm. out of when you run out of time, you dead. You're dead. <laughs> that was it. it. That's it. Yeah. So, and it's crazy, brother. I mean, like most people really believe that if they pay their bills on time, right, it's gonna right. help their credit. And that was that. You know, they don't. I mean, like I did research on this. Paying your bills on time alone does not. It only accounts for about thirty-five percent of what they consider your FICA score. You know what I mean? When yeah. these lenders are, are, are looking at your situation, they look at the amount of debt you owe, which accounts for thirty percent, the length of of, the, of your credit history, which is another fifteen percent, the new credit you're seeking, which is ten percent, and types of credit you use, which is another ten percent. So, it's not just paying your bills alone. I'll, you do, know? You, I'll do you one even better. Mm-hmm. One of the first things they look at, even beyond your credit score, <laughs> mm-hmm. is your ability to pay. It. Because you can have a 500 credit score, depending on what you're trying to get. If you make $150,000 a year, we're going to give it to you. Even if you got this. So you are right. It's more than just, like, there's an algorithm to all of this. So it is more than just paying your bill on time. You're exactly right. It's a, it's a whole. They, they got this thing completely rigged, and it's and it's it's designed to keep you 
like the ant in the in the in the, in the imaginary circle, you know. Yeah, yeah you, you, I mean, you keep feel like you're trapped. You can't get out of it. I mean, like if you die today or tomorrow, and you owe a million dollars, what does it matter? You see, what I'm saying, so you gotta live your life outside of that. Let them deal with that. Let them die over over how much money you owe them. I remember one time I owed um chase some money and they kept on calling me. And the guy, whoever the, the caller was, like, you know, like he wanted to bat me up on the phone, like threatening me and make me feel intimidate me, you know what I mean? And I said, I said to myself, yo, you know, like, if I don't answer my phone, you can't even speak to me. I'm right. going to you a crazy. So if you, you know, we can, we can continue this conversation one way or we could not. And he continued. I just hung up the phone on him, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and changed my number, and I've never heard from them again. <laughs> So that's how simple it is. You know what I'm saying? That's how simple it is. Do you, do you know what I mean? Because if, if yeah. they screw up to the point where you where you die, they can't get the money. So don't stress yourself out worrying about paying. So you know, if they were foolish enough to, to give you all this money, which they they they, they were hoping you were foolish enough to take, because you know they they're gonna. It's like it's money that's not even real. They're inventing it out of thin air, and then they're having you. Well, um, well, you, you, when you when here's the thing: when 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 they extend you credit, or they give you money, it you it it it's an asset in their books, and they're they're able to like I talk about leveraging debt or leveraging credit. They are able to leverage that, even if they lose they are still not losing exactly they they get get a credit from the IRS they get all kinds of like you know things that sometimes these things are written up I wanted you to go into I didn't hear um I don't know if um blue um 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 got into but I wanted you to go into if you can I don't know if you know enough about about the mortgage because you talked about it a little bit about foreclosures and, and, and that stuff, like, you know, but as far as, like, how mortgages are set up, because, you know, that's also another, um, another you know, craziness. And the biggest, you know, it's the biggest long, it's the biggest long short game ever created. Yeah, and a, and a lot of people don't understand that the people who you're paying your mortgage to, they are not the ones that, that own your, your, your mortgage. They're services. They're like a debt collector. That's all they are. You know what I mean? A lot of times your mortgage has been securitized and, and sold to, you know, to, to, to groups of investors, you know? So it's like they've taken the apple and they blend it in, into, like, all these tiny pieces and they sold off different pieces to different people, and they can't put the apple back together. Right, you know? right. It's, uh, it's called bundling. Like, they yeah. bundle student loans as well. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, But, I mean, my, my best advice and, and my, my, my best response for all of that is like you just have to if you if you don't have the cash you it's a must that you find a way to utilize credit to get you cash because I've discovered like that's 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 a that's one hundred percent one of the, the, the best ways to, to to put yourself ahead of the game, or like I said, if you got to duplicate yourself through somebody else, do that. Do a joint venture with somebody who has no idea. If you 
are the master of credit and you know about credit and they don't, and they they have a clean slate, then turn it into a business and do a joint venture agreement with them, and you control the ship. And I, I mean, a lot of people need to focus more on credit unions today at this point in time. I don't know how long it's gonna last, but they lending more money. They lend more money. They they they. It's, well, I should say it's easier to get a loan with the credit unions at this point in the game than it is with the banks. Because some, sometimes, depending on the amount of money that you're trying to get with the bank, if it's not a credit card, they they going to want you to sign a 45060 or they're going to look a little bit deeper. And some of the credit unions, the credit score and what you put down on the paper on the application is good enough for them to extend you a loan. And you just, you got to utilize it. You got to, yeah. yeah, so... I mean, that's my that's my best advice. It works for me, and it's working for a lot of other people who who under um who understand this whole game. Yeah. You know, because all of us, man, we nothing more than pawns in the game can turn into queens. Pawns in together. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that's what we gotta come to. Yeah. As we reach into this eleven eleven moment, like, you know, tell, no, I want you to stay on the call, you know what I'm saying? But we, we definitely know we have some more callers in the queue. So, you know, yes, group indeed. directors. So, yeah, stay, stay upon the phone, T. You already know. Can we do, can we do some spoken word at eleven eleven? Can we have a, um, a piece to the family? Well, you want me to do something, brother? Please, yeah. eleven eleven For the super moon. I mean, for this uh, solstice and this moon. All right, let me see. I change time, but times change time and time again. Things in these African and nice Caucasian while I'm caught chasing time will never have any time to give me a second to make an impression, but I'm pressed on, arm and arm engaged to the sun. I married the moon, spoon feeding, drum beats to broken hearts, beaten to a pulp by bad feelings, now feeling bad. Bathing in the ashes of burned wind, burning for rest in the forest from which change comes to change, bumps begging for change here is... 50 centuries, spendies on yes tomorrows and past today's. On my way to my next life, I pass today. Forcing force to multiply mass time speed. I need the impact. I'm packed with change, practicing change, but nothing changes because I keep on changing my mind. So I loop my mind, my thoughts to keep my mind constant, kind of hierophant in my brain. Painting hieroglyphics and impulses to set ancient Egypt through me on a train of thought. Training my thoughts and mind to learn, firm and twisted thoughts to straighten our crooked minds, trying to impeach my speech with punctures, thumbs that leak light, using lip service to serve eyes to the mind, thoughtless and dying eyes, watch, watches, watching the time devastated, watching kids going to school to be executed, not educated, agitated by the violence, violence string with tears play the moods of the people, violence string with tears play the moods of the people, violence. 
God insults in courts filled with cameras and judges who make judgments for ratings while parents are waiting for justice crying because their children are dying and the law can't save them. Enragement take up arms. Terrorists turn planes into bombs. Now freedom is on vacation for the civilians during a civil war where civilization is threatened. Technology cannot make things better if the people don't change and the people don't change because the people are chained, linked together by tradition that trade their minds from one generation to the next. Nothing has changed, including change, nigga, you've been tricked. Ask God, but God said, life is a bitch and a devil is the racist surface who racist so I cut off his dick to make sure he couldn't fuck with my life. Drinking colorblind water to quench the thirst of black and white because I'm black and blue from white boys and blue stay true to their crime, creed, and complexion. I try to flex on their superiority complex, but they're not superior or complex. They're simple minds thinking hard, trying to affirm me the race of life, but they die a meter every meter in the diameter of my circumference, fenced in by circumstances, taking chances with time, picking its pocket, searching its wallet for change, but time was broke. So everything remains the same. Yeah, 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 man, you already know. Okay, all right, all right I'm gonna hang up. I'm here. Yes, indeed. Let me go to the caller. Caller from the 215-609. Peace, you and yours. Peace, peace. Can you hear me? Peace, can you hear me? Loud yes, clear. Yo, yo. Okay, okay, okay. Yo, who, who is that just now? <laughs> That was the brother to hut nine. That was dope. Salute to you. Um, I would love to continue on that subject, but another time. Um, to to the brother Corey, I had a, like two questions. Um, can you establish, I guess, a new credit account with the EIN number and like a sole proprietorship? Yeah, that'll work too. That's like having a new social, right? Yeah, it is, but it also falls under, you know, you know, when you talk about the whole CPN thing, kind of falls under that as well. But yeah, I mean, you can still establish a new profile with using a, a EIN number, depending and depending on which state, which office, IRS office, the EIN number is issued out of. Okay. But if my state, if it were allowable in my state, I could go ahead and use that for like um, business purchases and business credit that I could then in turn leverage to my benefit. Right now, let me let me make sure I'm understanding you. Are you talking? Are you talking about the purpose of establishing business credit or, or personal credit with the IEN? Well, I mean, I was talking about business credit, but you know, I can I can I can leverage that in my in my personal life. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, people do it all the time. But um, like I said earlier, like the best way if you're trying to utilize a business is to find an old business and, and, and reinstate it. 
as opposed to just getting a fresh a fresh EIN number and going to start up a new business like that's not even a year old. Because you have people that that tried to start businesses maybe in the same industry that you are looking to start a business in that didn't quite make it and their company was administratively dissolved but it still has a four, five, ten year old incorporation date. So why not, you know, reinstate it? And well, attach the, the reason, tax ID number to it. The reason I asked that is because um I personally have an EIN I've been sitting on for about ten years. Is it attached to a business? Yeah, well I mean I'm a sole proprietor, so you know, I am my business. Uh, yeah, well see you it would it would work it would have worked better for you if you were incorporated because okay. it don't like like you don't have a tougher time even with the if you're trying to get money but it's still like it's you you know gotcha. if you're a sole proprietor you know gotcha so either incorporate using my EIN or find an existing business or reinstate that yeah and, and what you do when you find that business you just do a request for documents first. So you can get all the paperwork on the business. Okay. okay. And um, what's the what's the easiest way to raise my credit score? Like, is there anything? The easiest way? You have? Do you have something on your credit? Yeah, I got some things on my credit. On negative. My credit. Negative. Yeah. You gotta remove the negative things off your credit. So can Please. I use an affidavit for that, or do I gotta actually yeah. pay? Nah, man, listen. I don't tell anybody if you have gotten behind, or if it's been charged off, or if it's been sold to a collection agency. It's a wrap. So why are you gonna take your money and try to fix something that's not gonna help you? Because because you pay it doesn't mean it's gonna help your credit score because the history is there the bad history is there and they're they so, not gonna erase it so the best thing for you to do is to get it off your credit and and once it's off your credit try to find somebody to add you to a credit card that they've never been laid on before. To increase your credit score, but that's 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 the that's the first step you need to do is get the negative stuff off your credit. But don't pay it because it's not gonna help you. I don't care what Susan Orman said, <laughs> 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 or, or or Dave or Dave Ramsey, man, it's not gonna help you. It's bad. Okay, you so paid it, but I basically sent him an affidavit saying. I'm not responsible for the debt. Yeah, you send them an affidavit. I always ask first, how how old is it? Is it a collection account? Or who is with? Okay, when you when the first, when 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 you reach out to them, and when I when I talk about affidavits in your letter, you just gonna send, first of all, you are gonna simply state that you 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 want paperwork as proof that that debt really belongs to you. It's a little bit different than validating the debt. I want the actual paperwork. I want I want my signature, I want my identification, I want I want to see the contract, I want to see the paperwork, I want to see the agreement, you know, 
But you you gotta you gotta get it when you send that in, have it notarized and send it in via certified mail. Sure, I'm about to try to become a notary myself. It ain't that difficult. Yeah, but you can't notarize your own affidavit. Oh shit. That was the purpose of me doing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um do you do do you do consultations, private consultations? Um, I do, but man, it is. Send me an email. Just send me an email at um, Corey at CoreyPSmith dot com or info at CoreyPSmith dot com. And that's C O R E Y. Yeah, C O R E Y. Cool. Appreciate you, brother. Likewise. Pills, Destiny Grind, of course, you know, I appreciate y'all as always. Um, I don't want to take up too much line because, you know, I, I could talk for days, but I'm going to sit back and listen because, you know, everybody in the house is asleep, so I don't want to disturb the people I live with. But appreciate you. You got any questions, make sure you ask them. Say again? I said if you got some questions, make sure you ask them. No, I mean, I, I got all the ones that I wrote down. I just don't want to top the line too much like I'm going to actually – sit down and think about it more in depth because I was moving a little bit as the show was going on. So I'm going to think about it more in depth and I'm going to shoot the brother an email. Indeed, indeed. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank you again. Send me, send, send me an email 
and with your um, your telephone number and uh and uh when I get to LA, well not tomorrow but sometime during the weekend, uh I'll run into you. Okay, so you're right. So what's the, the you know, I'm actually driving so I can't write the email address down. Is it is it in the show um title? The um it's the show I'm gonna tell you it's easy to remember, it's Corey at CoreyPsmith.com. Say that last part again, Corey. At Corey P as in Paul Smith dot com. My name. Corey at Corey oh, okay. P. Smith dot com. Okay, I got that. That's that's easy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll send you an email. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Brad. Thank, Thank you, caller. Indeed, caller, peace. Indeed, indeed. All right. Yes, indeed. We're going to go to our next caller. That would be caller. From the 708-708-768-708 caller. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Thanks for having me. I'm from Chicago. Uh, I have a question. I'm I'm just uh, tuned. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. All right. I I tuned in late. Uh, I intended on listening to this, and uh, I had some questions regarding um, CPNs. I don't know if you guys covered it uh, earlier. But uh, I had questions regarding CPN, or did you got, or did he cover it? That uh, that topic? Nah, we we didn't really talk about it. But I mean, what what are what, you familiar? What's your question? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm very familiar with <laughs> CPN. <laughs> uh, maybe know. I could email you because I'm trying to figure out yeah. the best method of going about uh. Uh, dealing with those. Um, yeah, you probably want to email me, man. I try not to. I understand. Yeah, I understand. but um, shoot, shoot me an email and, and, and let me know, you know who you are, and um, you're in Chicago. That's a good thing because I like I'll be in Chicago in July, the beginning oh, of word. July. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's gonna come from uh it's gonna come from a business uh email uh, uh uh a car dealership email dynasty. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Send yeah. it to me. I, I've been trying. I've been trying to do better about getting back with the emails because people was complaining like my communication is bad and I'm like man. So I try to I'm trying to do better with. You know, reaching. Oh yeah, man. When, when you're busy, when you're busy, that that's what happens, man. When you're busy, yeah. I get it, I understand it. Yeah, but uh, thank you. I'm going to re-listen to the show. Uh, hopefully, we will be able to contact uh, or run into each other when when you come to Chicago. I'm gonna send you my number. It's a seven zero eight number. That's a Chicago-based number. Uh, okay. Once again, thanks, Red and Blue. Uh, keep doing what y'all do. I appreciate it over here. Peace. Appreciate you. Indeed. Peace, family. Peace. Okay. Peace. Let's go to caller from the eight six zero eight six zero two one two caller. Welcome to Notre Dame. What's going on? <laughs> caller, you there? Twenty sixteen come again. Oh, shit. 
Live from Rio. Oh, you at you at game eight of the NBA <laughs> final. The ghost of Curry. <laughs> oh man. It was a full moon last night, so you know. You already know. <laughs> yeah. Let me go to caller from the five one six. Five one six eight eight one. Welcome to Notre Dame. Peace to the old fam. Everybody in attendance. What's the science? Carly, how you doing, Carly? Man, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing fine, Lord. You sound pretty good here. Yeah? I um, I have a question with regards to the application of the affidavit. Okay, I understand that it is. Um, it's like users do notice and to declare certain preferences in, in the natural court, but when used against credit, what are you trying to, um, it is applied as a matter of record and as a matter of obtaining default? And what would I ask for with default and how would I use the notary to the fullest extent of his power to obtain that default in the matter of credit? <laughs> to simplify yeah, it's just a matter of, one, we know they have to answer the affidavit, and, two, you're using it as your paper trail, record. Yeah, a matter of record, right? Okay. Right. But you, have you ever used it in a case or seen it used in a case, or, or, or do you have knowledge of where it may be applied in a case to obtain default as to relieve that or discharge that credit or to whatever. No, no, no. I mean, if you're talking in terms of like uh, uniform commercial code, no, no more than it being removed <laughs> from the credit file. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Peace, Dave. Oh, if y'all want to talk about that moon, I'll be here. You know, we can wait till the end of it. Which I get done. Because you know, look, 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 man, you know that Mars was in perfect alignment with Uranus. And there's a, a, you can Google it, man, dude got shot right in his dome. All this echoes that, them, them, um, that Tetrad moon we was talking about on the show. I told you those, those moons last for three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. We're going to get into it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but, um. Uh, I I just wanted to ask your brother call me that because you know I don't have any credit at all. Oh, you don't? You know? No, I don't. Gold, I don't have any. I've never had a credit card, Lord. You you a gold mine? You you like a hundred thousand dollars walking? Really? Really? Elaborate on that and in your book specifically. Do you say again? Again. Do, do you elaborate on how to take advantage of that uh, uh, position and condition in your book specifically? No, I, I don't. I don't go into a whole lot of detail in terms of when you have no no credit. I kind of touch on how you um, can piggyback off off someone who has good credit, but if you have no credit. Man, you a gold mine. No reason why you shouldn't have a- access to at least a hundred thousand dollars, and you know, to, to to invest in some type of real estate. Then the next four months, 
Okay. I'm, I'm, I heard your email. All right, my brother. And that's, and, and that's real. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, like I just say, it just boiled down to having the information. Indeed. Indeed. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you. Indeed, Cosmo. Indeed, Cosmo. Hey. Hey. Okay. I'm not quite sure if I opened this line. If I did already, I apologize, but I'm going to try this. Caller from the 678-429-678. Caller, did we open your line yet? Peace. Yes. Peace, brothers. How's everything? Greetings, Queen. You are wonderful. Well, um, I just have a kind of like a question slash comment. <laughs> um, I've been incorporated for my uh, main business in Delaware since 2005, and I had started a subsidiary um, in Atlanta when I moved to Atlanta that's based off my corporation, but it's an LLC. And so I had two different EIN numbers since there's two forms of business. Um, but from my experience, um, I haven't really had much luck getting business line of credit based off my businesses, and it's only off the strength for what I've been told, that I don't have a separate business bank account. Um, so I'm trying to figure out, like, is that absolutely necessary, or maybe I'm just, like, going to the wrong places because there's other companies out here now other platforms like Fundera and other, like, different um, fund sourcing platforms, but they base it off your sales and also your activities, but they also base it off your credit. And if my credit sucks, I can't really find any funding for it because even though it's an EIN and it's a separate business and it's incorporated, they're still basing it off my personal, too. So, like, do you have, like, any advice about that? Nah, you 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 have to. You just hadn't found the right source to add business trades on their business profile. Meaning, like a fifty thousand dollar line of credit on your business profile, showing that it's been paid off. Um, in addition to that, do you have a website? Uh, yeah. That's back. That, I mean, how old is the website? Um, it's pretty up to date. Even no, I mean, though, how old like, is it? How old is it? Till two thousand five. Okay, so that's good. Um, the other thing is, do you have a business office? Um, and a and a, a telephone <coughs> number. And do you have like a a, fi- a, fi- a financial statement? Um, uh, for your business on file with like even though. You know, Don and Bradstreet has been compromised. They still look at that. Now, once you have all those things in place, you can obtain credit. You might not be able to get the check, but you can get the credit card without having a personal guarantor. But you got to you got to find a good source. And I have one. I'm, I'm, my mind is so fried right now. I can't even think. And I and I've used them. What uh, else? They'll put the business trades on your your business profile. And they they very revolutionary. They've been doing it for twenty years. You can walk straight in their office. They based out of California. 
if you do all those things, you, you can get the bread that you that you're looking for. Okay. But if you don't have those things in place, then yeah, they're gonna want a personal guarantee, especially when you're trying to get a check and not a credit right. card. So I would need I would need more. Okay, so since it's home based, it was it wouldn't really it's not counting as an office. Nah, I mean, you know, what industry is it? Um, it's an internet uh, store. I have my own clothing line, and I sell it on my website, and I also sell it through the Etsy platform. Oh yeah. See, like, for the, like, you need a brick and mortar, like. Like my wife has a brick and mortar. Like you in the same uh, You know, you you like when you when you going to apply for a loan, like you got a lot of risk factors. Mm-hmm. You know. So all you got all of that comes into play. But I mean it's 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 ways it's some things that you can do, like to make to make yourself look the way you need to look. Uh, right. You got my email. Send me an email and, and put a narrative in there and let me know who you are and uh, leave your contact information. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate you, Queen. Yeah, thanks. Peace. Okay. Let's see. Any other hands up? I think we got everybody in the call queue. Callers, if anyone on this call has any other questions, comments, or concerns, please press 1 on your phone now. Now is the time. All right. Don't be mute. Okay, we got another caller. Caller. 843-295. Caller from the 843. Peace. Yes, hi. Greetings. Can Welcome. you hear me? Yes, um, you can. I joined, I joined kind of late. I know I'm kind of baseball sliding in here, so I missed all the the real gems of this evening. Um, is this going to be like uh, something where I can just go back over it and, and play it from the beginning, or it's only a live stream? You could go into the archives and play the entire um, episode back once it's concluded. Okay, perfect. Um, I was talking with my uncle on Saturday about uh, the state of my uh, student loan debt and trying to get out of debt, and he was just saying, you know, you work full-time in corporate America, you have your own business, and you're still in debt, and you're trying to expedite that debt, but you're going about it all wrong. So he advised me to, you know, reach out to uh, some different uh, credit unions for loans, and I did uh, actually today, and, like, every single place I called just completely shot me down, number one, because of my credit score, um, and, okay, I work in corporate America. I've been with a company for almost five years. I have a small um, after-hours office cleaning business that I started on the side to expedite my uh, student loan debt because I don't want to be in debt forever. Um, do you have any uh, advice as to how to go about this? Because 
uh, everybody that I that I uh, contacted denied me. Yeah, I mean, my best advice to you is one: um, you're gonna have to whatever's hindering you. I, I don't know what your credit report looks like, but whatever's hindering you, you're gonna have to remove that. Number one. Number two. If that's going to take you some time, depending on what's on your credit, like you, you probably want to try to align yourself with somebody. Like when I talk about reinventing yourself or duplicating yourself through somebody else who does not have the assets that you have in terms of a job or the knowledge that you may have about credit and try to do something that way. But as far as, you know, Man, you you in a tough situation as far as the student loans. How how much do you owe in student loans? I still have $41,000. Okay. Yeah, the best thing that you could do is try to get it off your credit. But when you say that, like, if I'm making my payments and everything, like, they should be reporting that I'm making my payments on time, right? And my score should be... So you're not in default at all. You're not behind on your student loans. No. And oh, what's something? What, so 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 what's what? Do, what's bad on your credit? Well, in 2005, um, I had two foreclosures, and uh-huh. I tried to do short sales on both of those properties. And um, I was working. I was lived in Illinois at the time. And uh, both of my short, short sales uh, fell out from under me, and I had the two foreclosures on there. But that was like 2005, 2006, something like that. And so um, outside of that, I had some medical expenses on my credit report. Um, but but other than that, it's just it's it's just been overwhelming because I just feel like, am I ever gonna? It's like trying to empty the ocean with a cup, basically. It's right. like it doesn't matter what I pay, you know, it doesn't matter what I do, it doesn't matter how many toilets I clean, it doesn't matter how many, you know, it it, it gets a bit overwhelming because nobody so are wants you, are to you, do that. Are you matter. trying to pay the medical bills that you, are you trying, you still trying to pay those? I am paying those actively, yes. And they already been turned over to a collection agency? Probably two or three of them because they were imaging Stop procedures. Paying them. Stop paying them. Okay. Why are you paying them? Because they're not. It's not helping you. Don't pay them. As far as the foreclosures, if they're still reporting, then they outdated. Because if it was 2005, it's 2016. So the statute of limitations, they shouldn't even be on your credit. As far as the medical bills, stop paying them. Because basically, okay. what you're doing, you're helping somebody else. You are helping somebody help you put yourself in a worse predicament because you putting out money that you could be putting somewhere else to better yourself or to better your, your situation. Stop paying them because it's not going to help your credit as you see. And they don't, they don't give a damn. They don't give a damn about nothing that you got going on in your life. They don't. They good. Okay. 
But as far as the other things, like those those things, then you then you work, stop paying them, and then you start working on getting it off your credit. Go in. Okay. On it. it's, it's, it's wartime. Okay. It's wartime. It's like you want to live, right? You I'm trying. Up, you want to you you want to wake up in a peaceful state. Paperwork. Okay. You're disabled, right? 
Yep, yep. I got it from uh, my doctor, lawyer, and uh, from Social Security saying that I'm disabled. So, yeah, good. You you don't have to. You 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 in a great position. Okay. So it's it's almost best to utilize, take advantage of the student loans, then, right? What do you mean, take out more? <laughs> I mean, you take advantage. You're right. Take advantage of them. You know what nah, I mean? Man, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. Um, I just try to utilize my own personal credit in terms of you trying to get get some bread to do some other things. Um, like I would just, you know, do what I need to do to relieve myself of dealing with them all together. Right. You know, focus on doing some other things uh, with with your own yeah, was, personal credit. Right, right. Yeah, I was just saying as far as terms of, you know, needing to survive and all that because, you know, it's it's hard out here in Cali, man. <laughs> you in, you in the Bay Area, right? You up in the Bay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recognize the, the area code. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh. Sure. So you gonna be what's your credit look uh, like? What's your personal credit look like? I'm like around like seven, you know, seven hundred. Go, hey, join some credit unions. Get you some money. Do something okay. with it. You got, you got, man, you got Tinker Federal Credit Union. Everybody know about PennFed, USAA, Navy, NASA. United um, Nations Credit Union, all of them, you don't have to jump through a whole lot of hoops to get money with them if you're looking right, you know, okay. when you do the app. So if you got a seven, I tell anybody, if you got a 700 credit score, don't die with it. Utilize it. Okay. And them names you just, well, I, I get them off the other, you know, off the show, but I can find them. They, they're around in, like, out here, just like in, all of California are just predominantly yeah. in the Bay Area. Yeah. All of California. Okay. For sure. For sure. I appreciate yeah. you, Thank man. You, I'm going to definitely purchase, purchase that book, too. I'm going to purchase it tonight. All right. Thank you, man. All right. Practice, I appreciate the show, too. Okay. Sure. Peace. All right. We got another caller, y'all. Caller from the 989-397-989. Caller, peace. Welcome. Yo, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah, I got a question. Um, I co-signed for a vehicle in uh, 2007, and it was charged off in 2010. I w- it's still on my credit report, though, so I was wondering, is that hurting my score? Yeah, it's hurting, it's hurting your score, yeah. It, 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 yeah. It's on all three bureaus? Excuse me? Is it on all three credit bureaus, Next Trans Union and Experience? Uh, I think I think it's just on the uh the transit Trans Union. Yeah, Trans Union. Yeah. Let me see. I think the statute of limitations for collections in California is like four years, I think. For uh, it was a repossession, right? No, no, it was charged off. It was paid off. It was charged, it was charged off. Man, you need yeah. to dispute it. You shouldn't have no problem. You don't even have to do a whole. Just to... 
You say just dispute it. Just dispute it. All right, thanks, bro. All right. Yeah. Okay, we got one more call in the building. Let's go to caller in the two one three two one three three five seven. Peace caller. Welcome to Notre Lake. Hey, hey, brothers. This is Daryl Mooney. How you doing? Hey, peace, hey, brother. Peace, peace, brother. Yeah, this information that the brother is talking about is so timely. It's so powerful, man. I pr- I appreciate the information you're throwing down to the people, man. Life-changing information, my man. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're kindred uh, in our association with uh, credit building and credit restoration. Uh, I am a part of a company, Black Owned, that okay. we uh, have been able to literally get financing for startup businesses and, it, and established businesses, over $2.8 million and 98% black businesses across this country. And our foundation is uh, educating, training, and coaching people to be personal and business credit worthy. And our whole, our whole mission is to empower communities by getting their personal credit and business credit worthy so they can understand how to create their own bank through the bank, managing their credit properly so they can be financed every five to six months use so-called, quote-unquote, other people's money, which is the banks, in order to financially empower not only yourself but the community, but the most important thing is what you're doing, brother. Right. Educating. Educating. Because when our people are armed with this powerful information, they can literally turn their communities around and it literally becomes a no limit. Because just think, like what you're talking about, and you got a thousand like you, you got who are armed with this information, who are getting financed, the things we can do as a collective. Because individually, I can be a thousand there, but uh, together and collectively, you put all that money together we have access to, it could be a shift, financial shift in our community on a very, very serious level. So I appreciate you, man. I want to talk with you. I want to share with you what we got going on. I think it fits like a glove on a hand. I think this is some of the most important information that is needed in our community at this time. Man, I I, I definitely agree. Um, shoot me an email with with contact information and and um, okay. What is your what is, is give me your email, brother? Corey at CoreyPSmith.com. Corey at Corey P. Corey with a C O R Y. C O R E Y. C O R E Y. Corey. At Say that Corey, again. Yeah, Corey at Corey P as in Paul Smith. Oh. Paul Smith. Okay. Dot com. Okay. We'll we'll do it, man. Uh, I'll hopefully I'll talk to you ASAP. And, uh, 213, 213, you in San Diego? San Diego? No, I'm in, I, am, I am in Bakersfield. I am Bakersfield, in Bakersfield, okay. More, okay. more up north. I know you're going to be in L.A. I just left L.A. yesterday. In fact, more than twins, man, we did the show with our father, brother, over the weekend. All three shows sold out. I got to tell y'all about it, man. It was so <laughs> deep. You would have appreciated it on the most highest level. It was cosmic, man. You need to bring Pops on, man. 
to make this thing happen. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let's make something happen, man. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in Washington October 1st at Howard University with the full wow. moon show. October yeah. 1st? October 1st. Yes. Oh, no, I'm there. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm brother. So anyway, my brother, I'm... Huh? I said, did Gregory fly through to that? Dick Gregory, I'm sure he'll be coming through. He's going to be out here. Uh, we're going to be with him out here on uh, on July 30th and 31st at the J-Spot. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's definitely going to come out there. Hold on, yeah, somebody's phone is open. Where? Okay. Okay, family. Uh, for those of you who want to uh, check out what we do, you can go to MooneyBusinessAndBank.com. M O O N E Y BusinessAndBank.com, and see how we're financing black businesses across the country. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, man. Let's get in touch, my brother. Making teams on floor. Peace, peace. Yeah, I don't know whose phone that is in the background, but we're about to conclude tonight's episode anyway. So, uh, Brother Corey, hello? Peace. Brother Corey. Hello? Yes, Brother Corey? No, it's not Brother Corey. It's the hot man. Oh, Okay. Damn, hold on. My concerns and suspicions decreased dramatically. My bad. I don't know who the phone that is. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yes, Brother Corey, my apologies. Um, I definitely want you to close out the episode, you know, by giving any of the necessary contact information for anyone that might have tuned in late. Yeah, um, anybody that, that that wants to reach out to me, um, you can go to www.coreypsmith.com or www.conspiracyofcredit.com. You can email me at info at coreypsmith.com or shoot me an email at corey at coreypsmith.com. Um, both books, How to Outsmart the Credit Bureaus and Conspiracy of Credit, can be purchased at Amazon or through Barnes and Noble, um, iTunes, and um, that's pretty much yeah. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I, I enjoyed the show. I hope I inspired you know some of the people who listen to um, utilize their strength, the strength within. You know, they may have never recognized. Um, the resources around them, as as I say. So I really enjoyed the show. I hope you guys have me back. Oh, man, for sure. We would love to have you back for some success stories. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to follow through. You enjoyed the show. I know the show enjoyed you as well. A lot of positive feedback already. You know, you came and you did your thing, so there's nothing else to it. You know what I'm saying? You let everything else speak for itself, so. We appreciate you. We honor you for the work that you're doing. Uh, economic liberation is something 
that our people still need. I, I went to a Juneteenth celebration this weekend, and as I was doing my interviews with the people, you know, I say we here celebrating liberation, but we damn sure know that we're not economically liberated. See, y'all niggas need to kick it off. Stop it. It's all new forms of slavery. People are just walking into cages voluntarily because of a lack of information. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anyone necessarily volunteers themselves for this, but there are some people that even if they know that, you know, these situations are traps, they're still going to walk into it face first. So for people that, that do want to get out of those traps, you know what I'm saying, for those that are not on that time, you know, we are, you know, this is the people that we do it for, those that want to liberate themselves and their families. You know what I'm saying? Harriet's job is not done yet. You feel me? So we salute you for offering your part of it. You know what I mean? And there are many parts that people can play. But this one right here is very vital. All right? Brothers, line drop. All right, family. Appreciate you. Okay? Uh, Definitely be back Friday for another episode. You know, make sure that you share tonight's episode. Do it for yourself. Do it for your friends. Do it for your family. Do it for the people. Okay? Make sure that they download the show. You can share it. Tell a friend to tell a friend that the brother definitely went in tonight. See you on the next one. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.